Hello, and welcome to the Lazy Readings Podcast. I am your host, London Floyd, and today we will be reading a macabre and unfortunate story about a man who has an argument with his past, his inner demons, and himself. A somber soliloquy, and you are the listeners. He had only two things on his person, a stone in his pocket and his black cat Cordelia in his arms. He had asked the taxi driver to stop at 444 East Soliloquy Street, a deserted, bumpy road that was an offshoot branch of the main highway just on the outskirts of town. Rain's a-comin', said the man, handing the driver a $10 bill before opening the taxi door. The driver laughed. Rain's already here, sir, he said, adjusting his mirror. The radio's been saying it's going to get more severe the longer the night goes on. Rain's a-comin'. The man grumbled stubbornly. The driver gave the man his change. You sure about this place? It's been a run-down mess for a long time. Stuff hanging from the ceilings and dust everywhere. There's a motel just up the road I could drive you to. It's real cheap, too, with free breakfast. The man shook his head, clutching Cordelia tightly to his side. The cat hissed, digging her claws into the front of the man's trench coat, wrinkling her nose and bracing for the water outside. The driver sighed reaching out his hand as if to touch the man, and then drawing it back. All right, you be careful now, you hear? Weather like this will give you a nasty cold. The man nodded, the wrinkles under his chin creasing as his head bobbed up and down solemnly. He exited the taxi, Cordelia growling and swishing her tail as the rain pelted her thick, glossy fur. The driver waved and drove down the muddy, puddle-coated road. The man reached into his pocket, feeling the stone. Although it was smooth, he could still feel the tiny clusters of minerals rubbing off onto his slender fingers. He sniffed the mildew-stricken air and ran his tongue over his teeth, glancing up at the tower ahead of him. The tower was crooked and weak-looking, like a bunch of tiny burnt-down shacks clumsily stacked on top of one another, reminiscent of leftover building blocks. The charred edges of the wall glimmered in the storm. Thunder boomed ominously in the distance. Lightning filled the night its crackling lines lighting up the entire sky as if Zeus and Thor hopped from their opposing religious texts and decided to duel for the skies. The man took a feeble step toward the tower, vultures cawing overhead, circling him as if he were a walking carcass made of mothballs and kerosene. Come on, Cordelia, he said, chewing the last of his tobacco in his mouth, spitting it onto the muddy ground. Business, darling. It's all we're here for. He stroked Cordelia between the ears, reassuring her that she was safe. She purred quietly, nudging her head into the man's chest. He slipped toward the door, grumbling under his breath as he lifted each liver-spotted leg, one in front of the other. Squinting, he could make out a large knocker on the door. Squinting harder, he saw that the knocker was in the shape of a heart. Not like the heart he'd seen on Valentine's Day that kids would cut out and give to their mothers. No, this was in the shape of a human heart. He moved closer, almost at the steps. The heart... It was beating. Curious, the man continued up the stairs, rubbing his eyes with his free hand to make sure he was not seeing things. He shook his head. Losing my mind, he said, and grasped the handle under the heart. He knocked once, twice, three times. Each knock created a weak, steady thud, almost like the sound of a beating heart. Soon, the door opened, as if on its own. The old man leaned against the door crevice, scraping his hardened skin against the splintery wood finish. He stepped inside, the floorboards beneath him crackling like firewood despite the man's ghostly stature. The man and the house seemed to exhale at the same time, 
dust from the doorways, twirling in unison with the ancient puff of the man's blackened lungs. To the man, the inside of the tower was like the caw of the mockingbird, familiar and teasing, clawing at his ears for the memory his eyes could not comprehend. It was home, and a terrifying nightmare of broken dreams and charred remembrances toppled clumsily onto one another. All was illuminated by a single bulb of light above, which flickered in time with the man's own heartbeat. Straight ahead of him was a tiny mahogany desk, stained with a century's worth of ink and tears. Behind him was the grainy, gnarled exit. To his right, a rickety staircase that led into oblivion. To his left, a jar full of pebbles. Rumbling under his breath, the man shook the rain off his trench coat and hobbled over to the pebble jar, clutching Cordelia tightly in his arms. Crested barnacles covered the pebble jar, sticking to the glass like tiny warts on a witch's nose. Reluctantly, the man twisted the lid open, releasing an array of ocean dust and the pungent odor of salty sea foam. He glanced inside, lifting his spectacles slightly to gain a better look. Pebbles, big and small, coated the inside of the jar. Some had holes from being worn down by the sea. Some were coarse like the rugged and cracked terrain of a drought-stricken country, and others were smoother than a rabbit's fur. The old man reached into his pocket, grasping for the small pebble that made its home there. No more of these worthless things, he snarled, gripping the pebble hard between his fingers. He paused briefly, feeling the tiny minerals against his wrinkled fingertips once more, before tossing his pebble in with the others. Come on, Cordelia, said the man, petting the black cat fondly between the ears. Let's go home. He turned towards the gnarled door, set on returning into the stormy night. Instead, what waited for him was not the door he came in, but another jar of pebbles. This jar was identical to the jar nestled in the corner. The old man grumbled again, shaking his head. He smiled, the corner of his lips stretching, his wrinkled skin up to his hooked nose. Sly, devil. Rain's still a-comin'. The old man stretched his ailing muscles, glancing at the rickety steps to his left. The destination was unknown, winding into an infinity of nothing, illuminated only by a couple of candles every fifteen steps. And yet, the old man perched his foot at the edge of the first stair. The first creak was loud and unruly like the thunder outside the tower, sudden and uneven like the elderly man's heartbeat. Cordelia yowled, claws sinking deep into her master's chest as if to rip his breath right from his ailing lungs. Trickles of blood soaked the old man's trench coat. In a fit of pain, he threw the cat to the floor, knocking himself to his knees. Cordelia scrambled up the stairs and out of sight. Damn cat, the man grumbled, pushing his knee with the palm of his hand and grabbing the railing to pull himself up. He stared into the dimly lit stairway to nothing, to something, to everything in between. The man scratched his head. I guess I've got no choice, he said, sighing. Whatever was up there couldn't be any worse than the storm outside. The old man ascended the stairs, careful as he did his best to avoid the incessant creaking of the rotting boards beneath them. He wiped the sweat from his brow with a sleeve of his trench coat after a few steps, his mind running the possible scenario of him falling through and being swallowed by the humming darkness that trembled under his weight. He took another step. Something felt odd about his coat pocket. For a moment, time seemed to stand still as the man breathed in, his throat rasping each wisp of air. The man choked as he felt for the source of the problem in his coat pocket. No, it can't be, he cried, his eyes widening. 
In his hand, he felt the familiar grain of ocean dust coat his skin. In a flash, a series of rough images flashed through his mind. A young girl, smiling like her teeth were made of diamonds, clutching her large stomach affectionately. A woman, eyes like sapphire that gleamed in the moonlight, tears streaming from her eyes like waterfalls. An elderly hag, her sagging features grotesque and rotting as they reflected in the old man's memories. No, no, no. The old man stomped his foot, temporarily forgetting the fragility of the floorboards below, his actions mimicking that of a young, bratty child. I will not. You can't make me. The man howled into the dimly lit stairs, whining above, like a mournful wolf crying to the moon in defeat. He gripped the pebble in his fist, hard enough for blood to rush through the veins in his hands. Rot in hell, he growled, throwing the pebble to the ground. He continued forward, gritting his teeth and clutching the side of the railing. The man did not look back although the images of the mysterious woman still haunted his thoughts and reflected in his mind. Like ghosts, he remained trapped in mirrors, wanting to leave, but caught by the stubbornness of the glass. He ascended once more, less careful of his footing, as he stomped up the stairs, creating a flurry of dust as each step cracked beneath him. He glared at the walls as he passed by each crevice of darkness that nestled in the wood of the tower's finish. A brutal, chilling wind wafted down the stairs, blowing light gray beard hairs around the man's face, tickling his nose and making him sneeze. He took a deep breath in through his nose, and his eyes widened when he caught the scent of ocean breeze clutching his nostrils like algae on rock. The man noticed his heart beating more radically with each step he took, mind clouding with a sense of disbelief and fury, the sensation of fire burning in his eyes and water pouring through them to contain the flame. He clenched his jaw as he remembered the beautiful young woman and the old hag, they were a distant memory now, but somehow, this tower brought everything back into focus, piece by piece, pebble by pebble. Something weighed his trench coat pocket down, even heavier than before. The man gasped, flipping around to feel the inside of a trench coat pocket. Another pebble, slightly larger than the last, and a small garnet, no bigger than his pinky. He felt them between his fingers, letting the grit fall into his hand. The pebble was slightly more coarse, with a few imperfections coating it. The garnet was bright red, glistening in the candlelight. Stop, the man said, growling. He clutched the pebble far behind him, watching it fall down the stairs. Stop, the man said, growling. He chucked the pebble far behind him, watching it fall down the stairs. Another image flickered in his mind. The younger woman, her bulging summer dress covered in glistening red, her body contorted and writhing at the bottom of the stairs. I didn't want this, said the man, shaking his head as he backed up slowly making his way further up the stairs. He didn't take his eyes off the woman in pain, watching through angry tears as she reached out to him before dissolving into the dark. He walked faster up the stairs, clutching his knee and the railing as hard as he could. His pocket grew heavier with each step, and each time he reached in to pull the pebble out, another memory surfaced. The man felt the ocean breeze blow harder on his face as he walked. He felt the pebbles between his toes, the salty ocean waves licking the sides of the cove. The woman, her diamond smile echoing the bright sunlight reflected on them both. He watched her pick one at a time, her delicate hands placing each pebble she found into his pocket. No, not this, the man screamed, snapping out of the memory. Pebbles began to flow from his pockets, the weight causing him to fall to his hands and knees. He clawed at the staircase with all his strength, pulling himself up each stair as more images flooded his mind. The old hag, her features vaguely reminiscent of the young woman on the beach, appeared before him, shifting silently in a rocking chair, her dead eyes glancing out the window, 
They were in an old Pueblo-style home, overlooking a barren desert. Cuts and bruises coated her face, and empty bottles of alcohol and Prozac littered the coffee table. Cordelia was perched on the old hag's lap, eyes glowing red and claws out, ready to strike anything that came near. Suddenly, the cat opened its mouth, and a rasping voice echoed throughout the room. So, the cat rasped, her eyes piercing straight into the man's soul. Back again, are you? Here to shatter your memories of me? To cleanse yourself of any sin your dirty little hands have ever committed? Well, let me tell you, sweetheart, we are in the middle of a desert, and the only liquid here is the blood flowing through your veins, and there ain't no rain a-comin'. To hell with you, witch. Why must you torment me? You see this body? This shell of a person I have become? The cat said, growling. She nodded her head towards the old hag, who was rocking silently in the chair. Don't think for one second that your innocence is valid. You did this. The baby is dead, and I have grown old with bruises sewn by your hand. You deserved it, the old man sneered. Wasn't my kid, you lying whore. The possessed cat growled, jumping from the hag's lap and onto the dusty floorboards below. I loved you, Arthur. Remember when I gave you the first pebble for your rock collection? When we kissed each other all those years ago? The image of the pregnant young woman flooded his mind once more. The taste of sea foam teased the tip of his tongue, the scent of ocean water ripping into his heart and playing it like the devil plays the fiddle. The young woman placed a smooth pebble into his hand and pulled him into a long, passionate kiss. As they embraced, the man felt claws digging into the back of his neck, a hot fire turning in his stomach. In a fit of anger and fear, he pushed the woman, the force of impact causing her to cry out in pain and fall into the next memory, where she landed at the bottom of a staircase. You see, the cat said, claws digging into the floorboards, the baby was yours. You knew it, but you didn't want to believe it. You told yourself I was the whore, and you were the victim, the cat sighed peering down the staircase and focusing on the mangled but still breathing body below. Unfortunately, the need for fire in your stomach was greater than your love for me. If the love was ever there, that is. The possessed cat let out an exasperated yowl. The woman below slowly became more soaked in blood, her screams scraping the inside of the old man's ears. She clutched her belly, choking out a feeble, Why? before she and the staircase dissolved into nothing. Once more, they were back at the Pueblo house. The possessed cat trudged over to the old hag and leapt into her arms. And now, I am nothing but a husk of rotting flesh and bruises, and you are just an old man who reeks of mothballs, kerosene, and the desperation of an angry alcoholic. Why are you tormenting me? The man balled his fists, grinding his teeth together. He jumped in surprised when he found he was clutching a bottle of whiskey. Because I want you to suffer for everything you've put me through. The possessed cat's eyes glowed with fury. Its head split in two, a cracking, squishing sound echoing around the pueblo as black widow spiders crawled out of the cat's exposed brain matter. Suffer with me, my love. A demonic, garbled voice boomed through the cat's teeth. Let us walk this barren hellscape where I will drown you in these pebbles these memories that you want to purge from the pockets of your mind. I'll drown you over and over again and bury you in the desert. 
the place where the rain never comes. The old man threw the bottle at the monster's head. He clawed at his eyes, trying to pull himself back to reality, to the staircase. He scrambled up the stairs with the last of his strength. His eyes widened when he saw something just ahead. It was a light, similar to the ones that adorn the staircase walls, but brighter. He saw the light grow brighter with each step, beckoning him to continue onwards. He could make out the faint shape of a door, along with a small figure twisting around in the shadow of the light. A sly meow cooed in the distance, echoing off the walls. The man perked up, licking his lips. Cordelia, he called, managing to pull himself up to the final step. Pebbles continued to pour out of his pockets. The cat hissed, backing away and scurrying into the lit room behind the door. She seemed normal again, no longer that abomination of a monster from a distorted memory. Sighing in relief, the man crawled to the entranceway. A pungent odor ripped at his nostrils, and, unlike the fresh, salt smell of the ocean, the scent reeked of something rotten. Reluctantly, with pain in his joints and tears forming in his eyes, his entire body shaking, he pushed open the door. The man's scream echoed all the way down the staircase. What he smelled was what he saw. Something rotten. Something dead. He watched in horror as Cordelia licked and gnawed at the decomposing corpse of the old hag. Pus oozed out of the old woman's stomach, maggots festering the orifices of her mouth and nostrils. The rest of her body looked dehydrated, as if every ounce of water was removed from her pores to create nothing but a flaking pile of dead skin. In her stomach, a wriggling movement caught the man's eye. Terrified yet intrigued, the man crawled, skinning his knees on the pebbles that fell beneath him. His breath left his body when he saw the source. It was an infant, an unborn fetus, wriggling in the depths of the old hag's dried, exposed uterus. Its dying, shimmering eyes watched him, a distorted cooing rasping from its underdeveloped lungs. The man felt the tears in his eyes diminish and ultimately evaporate. His skin grew taut and flaked from his body. The rain ain't here no more, Sheila. It never was a comin'. He shut his eyes, feeling the cold hands of death overtake him, as his ashes, along with the old hags and the unborn babies, disintegrated into oblivion. There was nothing in the world now but eternal darkness. The old man opened his eyes once more. The familiar, musty scent of the taxi overtook his nostrils, his ears sensing the hard rain beating malevolently against the window. He held his black cat Cordelia in his arms, stroking her soft fur. With his other hand, he pulled the pebble from his trench coat pocket, letting the minerals rub off into his hands. So, said the taxi driver as he pulled into the barren, muddy driveway called 444 East Soliloquy Street. Looks like rain, eh? Rain's a-comin', the man said simply.